Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. My name is Lee. I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, Yeah, and I'm just so thrilled to be on this meeting, which is new for me. Um, I should have raised my hand when we were doing introductions, but I live in Washington, D.C., um, and I am sponsored by a woman who I met one time at a meeting in Washington, D.C., and she lives in California. She was here for work. Uh, she and her husband at the time were transitioning to the East Coast. It didn't work out. They stayed on the West Coast, and I've been um, happily sponsored across the country ever since. And, um, you know, like a lot of things when I came into OA, if you had told me, hey, listen, this is what's going to happen to you. Here's the deal. You're going to have a sponsor who you will not see in person for like four years. You know, I would have just said, no way, forget it. It won't work, you know, because I think that was really, um, you know, I mean, it's hindsight, but I just, you know, I didn't, when I came in, I didn't have the capacity to see how things could be different. You know, I had lived my life one way for a long time. You know, it feels like a really long time. Um, and it was just really hard for me to imagine that things would change or I would change. And, um, yeah, so thank God for the gift of desperation. Um, so I came in to OA in 2016. So, um, it was the beginning of the year. And that wasn't the first time I had been in OA. I had come in to a meeting a couple years before that, like 2014, I had gone to just one meeting, you know, and I, I came in and I looked around and I thought, no way, no way. <laughs> no, I'd rather die. Uh, yeah. I didn't like the people who were there. I didn't like, I just, I didn't like anything about it, you know, and I, I, I never showed up again. And, um, and in those two years, of course, Um, what happened is, you know, whatever remaining control or perception of control or, um, sanity I had, you know, it just, it frittered away, you know, like it had been doing. And, um, and I'll just talk a little bit about what it's like, you know, what happened and what it's like now, but, you know, as a kid, it's so funny, you know, I would have never known I had an eating yeah, I was a compulsive overeater, overeater or eating disorder, any of that, you know, but I remember as a kid, you know, in hindsight, I was very interested in food, very interested. Like I knew, I can tell you to this day, meals I had at Shoney's in like 1988 with my grandparents, you know, I can remember asking for dessert, you know, I, I can't remember a lot of details. I have a bad memory, especially for stuff, you know, kind of like I don't know, pre 20 years ago or something, but I remember food. I remember the cake I had on my 10th birthday, you know, food was a big deal to me. And there was a lot of, um, hiding food. You know, there was a lot of doing like the, everybody's gone to bed, you know, when I was a kid, I'd come in, I'd open up the refrigerator and I'd cut, you know, along the sides of things, casseroles, you have it, you know, not, I don't even think really exciting food. You know, I don't know if like other eight-year-olds are like, sneaking like chicken casserole or something, but you know, I just, I just loved it. I, I loved it. And, um, um, and then, you know, when I got into high school, 
body and all that kind of stuff kind of became the big deal. And, um, and yeah, you know, I was active bulimic for a long time, you know, probably from, you know, God knows when it started until, you know, when I came into the program, when I come, came to OA in 2016, I was turning 36 that year. So I had a long run of, of secret things with food. And, um, and I knew, you know, I knew in my heart of hearts, I knew it wasn't normal. I knew it was weird. I knew I had an obsession, but I think there was a part of my brain that just thought this will get better. You know, I don't, I don't have any other way of explaining it other than I, it's like, I felt like, like, I know I don't want to be doing this, but I don't also, I can't stop. So it's just going to have to take care of itself. I don't know, next Tuesday or something, you know, and that kind of that, um, you know, that, that, yeah, I mean, and I think, I think that's the, the allure of addiction. I think that's what keeps, kept me stuck in addiction for so long is just, um, the insanity of, I will, I will keep doing the same thing and something will change. And, um, so yeah, you know, when I came in, um, I really came in because, I mean, I've been doing kind of the same things with food. You know, I had gotten really good at like controlling my food. You know, I would eat really healthy during the day. I'd gotten really orthorexic and into like exercise bulimia. So I looked really good. So people would always ask me like, oh, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do for exercise? And I loved it. You know, that really felt like, um, I don't know. I felt like that's what gave me life was like attention and, um, yeah, just positive reinforcement, you know, cause I really felt hollowed out on the inside. Uh, you know, I was pretty suicidal. So when people would notice me or when people would say, oh, wow, now tell me what you do for X, Y, and Z. It, that was like, um, I don't know, it kept me going through that day. So what happened was, you know, one day I was just like walking through my house and I just realized that, um, I had a lot of like, um, kind of repetitive thoughts. Like I couldn't stop a lot of my repetitive thinking. So I'd think like, I'd have like thoughts about my arms. Like I would think my arms were getting really fat or something. And I'd like want to look in the mirror to check and see what they look like. You know, I just, I wanted to be reassured over and over. And the spaces, like I always describe it. It's like the spaces between those thoughts, like got narrower and narrower to the point where I just remember that one day it was like one thought about, I was like obsessed with, um, water weight. Like I thought, well, I'm eating so much sodium. How am I going to get it off? You know, I want to like sweat it off or something. So anyways, it was just, it was just that one thought following the other. And I just, I, it felt like I couldn't get a breath from the thoughts and, um, and there's not a lot of life that can fit in there. You know, I would go on vacation and, um, I remember I went on vacation one time and like, there was a friend from college who happened to be in the same town in Mexico. And she, wanted to meet. And I hadn't seen this person in years. And I really loved this person. I wanted to see them. I wanted to meet her husband. And I couldn't not do an, an exercise routine in my hotel room for the time that I was supposed to meet her. You know, it was like, I didn't, I had this idea of what my life was going to be, but when push came to shove, um, I needed to either be getting my food. I needed to be eating my food or I needed to be getting the food off. Um, and that, I don't know, you know, I think about that, that friend in Mexico. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like that example was, was really my life. You know, it's like, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't go meet her. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I've got to, got to get this thing done. And um, so, so I came in to the program and um, 
And I really, you know, like I can't, I'm an AA also. Like I've been off of like drugs and alcohol for, you know, I, I started that program in 2010. That now feels like a million years. But um, so I, I was familiar with 12-step programs, but something about OA, like when I came in, I just thought, if you had given me a lie detector test and said, you know, is this going to work? Is this actually going to help you stop um, eating all of the food out of the fridge every night? Like I wouldn't have passed that lie detector test. Like I just didn't think this could work, but I also, I didn't know what else to do. You know, I was really at the end of my rope, but I didn't have a lot of hope for OA. And, and I also felt like a lot of anger, <laughs> you know, anger at these hypothetical situations that people were going to tell me what to do with my food, people I haven't met yet. They haven't told me what to do with my food, but I would imagine them telling me what to eat and I would get really pissed off, you know, and this was all, you know, um, so that was kind of my deal coming in, but I came in and, uh, and I'm so grateful like for the people that ran those meetings when I first came in, I just remember sitting, there was like this Monday women's meeting that I went to and it had couches. And for some reason, like couches always feel like to me, like you can sink down and it's okay to cry like a couch in an OA meeting. And I would just cry, you know, and I just, I just, it was the first time, you know, it was the first time in my life. I mean, my AA sponsor knew a little bit. So I told her bits and bobs. So she was the one that was like, Hey, I think she's very gentle. She was like, why don't you try an OA meeting? Have you thought about an OA meeting? You know, over like seven years, she would say this, you know, every, once a year or something. And uh, she works a really good Al-Anon program. So, um, but anyways, you know, and I came in and I just, you know, it was the first time, like, I felt like my whole life, I had been hiding this, you know, cause I just thought what kind of person can't stop eating? Like what kind of person can't stop, like eat so much they have to throw it up. You know what I mean? Like to me, that just felt like, I don't know, like so shameful and so embarrassing. And, um, and I just, yeah. So, I mean, I would do anything to hide it, you know, at anything and everything, you know, talking about like hiding food wrappers and hiding sandwiches in my purse so I could eat them in the bathroom. But, you know, I came into that meeting and it was like the first time that I could like share this stuff and hear other people talk about it back to me. I mean, like, he's going to cry right now, but like, yeah, I mean, it just like broke my heart open, you know? And, um, and they were just really lovely. You know, they were just like lovely, gentle people. And they did a lot of stuff, you know, like a lot of, um, there was like, it was like a writing meeting. So they had prompts from the big book and you would write. And, um, and I got a sponsor and that sponsor relapsed and I got another sponsor. And this is, you know, my sponsor that I have to this current day, um, who lives in California and I think in San Francisco. Um, so, you know, and the first eight months that I was in program, I, I did not stop eating. I mean, I, I think if anything, you know, the first, like, and I was coming to meetings, I had a sponsor, I was making phone calls, you know, I was doing it kind of like to the best of my ability. And I swear, like the, the addiction or whatever, it like, it was like poking a bear with like a hot iron or something. I mean, I remember like riding my bicycle and like, sh like shoving like a, pastry. I don't know if we mentioned foods in this. I'll say pastry into my mouth. You know what I mean? Like it was like get starting to open up and like starting to just look at this stuff. Uh, it did not gently melt away for me. Um, it was really hard. I would just, you know, I would be fine during the day. And then at night, you know, I, I would just relapse. I would relapse on food. 
I mean, really for the first eight months, which does not sound like a long time, but really felt like a long time. And I just thought, what is wrong with me? And I would just cry. You know, I would call my sponsor the next day and I would just cry, you know, like I, I would try because I would hear, I always say this, like I would hear other people say things like, oh, I'm going to meal prep for the week or something. And I think, well, that sounds really cool. Like I'm an adult. I, that sounds like a kind of person I want to be. I want to meal prep. So I would like bake a bunch of potatoes, but then, you know, I would just eat them all. You know, it was like, it wasn't, my point is like, it wasn't for me. Meal prepping at that point in my abstinence was not for me. And, uh, but I would call her and I would cry. And I think um, the reason I say that, like the point, point is, is that I didn't stop coming. I didn't give up on OA. You know, it wasn't an overnight, like, oh, you're Legion, you're, you're a success or you're a failure, you know, cause that's really my wiring is you're a success or a failure. And we decided overnight and, um, with OA, I don't know what, why I kept coming back, but thank God, you know, cause I needed time. I needed time to like start doing step work, start talking to people. I needed to like start unlearning behavior and like letting emotions and years of like trauma and pain. I needed it to start to just come out of my chest and that wasn't going to happen in freaking two months or whatever, you know, anyways, point is, is, you know, if you're new and you're struggling that, you know, it's not an indicator of your success. Like at this point in my recovery, you know, I, I ultimately I did get abstinent. I was able to stop binging. Thank God. Thank God. I do not want to ever binge at night again is the worst. Um, but you know, like this past August, Oh, what is that? What are we in 2022? So that would have been five years, you know, five years of abstinence, you know, like, thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I you know, I don't have to, I don't have to binge. I don't have, certainly don't have to throw up my food. I don't have to binge on exercise. I don't have to count calories. Um, but more importantly, like, and I'll never forget, like the first time this happened to me in program, you know, I can eat a plate of dinner and when dinner is over, I just set the plate in the sink and you would think that I was born this way. You know, you would think that I'm a normal person. And, and like, I mean, I remember the first like couple of years, I would just marvel. I would say, look at you, you know, you can just set a plate in the freaking sink and go to bed, you know, rather than all this, you know, drink 40 cups of hot tea, trying to avoid binging or something. So, you know, I stuck with it. I kept that sponsor. I did what she said. I listened to her when she really would annoy me and piss me off and tell me things that, I didn't agree with, you know, but she was really gentle, but, um, and, and, you know, and it just, it just worked that way. You know, it worked slowly over the years. Um, and I'm so grateful to this program. I'm so grateful for the step work, you know, all the writing and everything I sent her a 10 step and I'll wrap up because I know my time is up, but I still send her a 10 step every day. It is like, I, I don't know, like, I can't imagine my life without it. So, um, yeah. And, and just like, I don't know what like the feelings I have towards myself. I think that's the last thing I'll say is like, I don't have to, I don't know. Like, I don't have to like break my own knuckles every day. You know, there's grace and acceptance and love in like whatever body I'm in and whatever food I'm eating. So that's all I've got. Thank you so much for letting me share.